0: We're working it out. It's been. It, 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 <laughs> I, I think that's kind of been the motto of this year. Just got to work it out. Just got to work it out. Um, you know, we all thought 2020 was going to be, like, we thought that was the craziest year of our lives, you know, when COVID first hit, first lockdowns. You know, at the end of 2020, we thought we were okay and then Northern Beaches locked down again and, and we all got to 2021 and we thought, whew, now that 2020 is done, we can get on with our lives. And then 2021 hit and it was just another crazy year. If we're perfectly honest, not many of us at the beginning of this year would have thought this is how the year would have rolled out. This is where we would have landed at the end of this year. If, you, if we go back some of the major events this year, obviously we had another lockdown. This was a longer lockdown, 14 weeks. Um, as, a, as a church, um, we closed our Chatswood campus, um, the campus that we started in eight and a half years ago um, and we consolidated our services here. So a massive change, massive change. Um, personally, I was reflecting on this. What are the major changes that have happened in my life? I now have five kids. And I thought about it and I was like, who has five kids? <laughs> like who seriously has five kids? We, had, um, we have our extended family gathering Christmas Eve and every year it's like we take an extra kid. That's what it feels like. And, you know, my, my, my relatives, they just can't keep up. It's like, is this, is this another one of yours? You know, you know it, it doesn't matter what kind of life you are living, a lot has changed. And that's the reality. A lot has changed. You know, I know even in our congregation, there's people with new jobs. There's people with new projects. People have moved houses. We've had some engagements. We've had some babies. got babies on the way. You know, school finished. You know, so many things happened this year. And so today, I wanted to just spend some time reflecting on the year that's gone by. It's the last Sunday of the year. I know it feels weird because it feels, you know, it's back to back from yesterday, but it is the last Sunday. Like next Sunday when we meet, it will be 2022. It's crazy, right? Um, Each year at church, we have a theme. At, and we we launch the theme at the beginning of the year, and it helps us to just energize us and, and, and you know, um, catapult us into the year. Now, if you... What happens with that theme is it gets lost in about March, and that's okay. But the theme this year, for those that do or don't remember, was above and beyond. And the whole idea of this theme was that this year was to understand that we were created to not just live and exist, but we were created with purpose and meaning. God created us in his image. Not just to exist and breathe and to die, but to make a difference in the world that we live in. Um, You probably don't remember that part, but this you might remember. um, If you take your memory back to January, this is when I introduced some of you for the first time to the story of the what? The chicken and the eagle. Some of you may remember the story of the chicken and the eagle, and that's when the West Eagle was birthed. A very famous character in our church the idea that, you know, an eagle egg rolled into a chicken pan, you know, and then the eagle was, you know, born and then the eagle was surrounded by chickens and thought that it was a chicken the whole, his whole life. And, and I remember I, I told you the sad version of it that the eagle never recognized that it was an eagle and they just lived and died as a chicken and then th- that was it. Right? Um, if you don't remember that, you can go on YouTube. It's, it's, it's recorded somewhere. It was the idea that, for many of us, not recognizing God's creation and God's purpose in our lives has led us to live compromised and comfortable lives being chickens. And we're okay with it. And we're trying to compete with each other, trying to be the best chicken, when actually God created us to be eagles. God created you to be more yeah, scripture tells us over and over again, when we choose God, when we choose to put our faith in his son, Jesus, our life changes. Our life changes when we live with God. It's not that it goes from bad to good. And you hear me say this all the time, but, but when we give our life to Jesus, our life goes from dead to alive, spiritually dead to spiritual life. There's no greater change in our life than this. There's nothing, there's no other decision in your life that, that bears greater consequence to living for Jesus. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. And this is why, this is why we're called to live above and beyond. Not because you're amazing. You know, Not because you're spectacular. But because our God is amazing. And our God is awesome. And he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we, when we put our faith in him, the old is gone and the new has come. That we go from being dead in our sin to spiritually alive. Um, In Isaiah, you know, one of the favorite verses that we came out was Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is, God is doing a new thing. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. God is the God of newness. And you've got to believe that. You know, God is, God is the most creative being in the universe. He took nothing and created the universe you know we are we are born in his image and so we have creative streaks some of us are a little bit more creative than others you know we can we do design things we can build things it's 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 amazing but that all comes from god the great innovator the great creator he's doing the new thing death to life death to life existing to living chaos to order And God is calling each and every one of us to be a part of the new thing that he's doing in the world and in you. That's why we're called to live above and beyond. Above and beyond what we're used to. Above and beyond what our norm is. So let me ask you then, as we reflect on 2021, right? Did you live like a chicken? Or did you live like an eagle? Right? Take a moment to consider this. The last 12 months, right? Yes, lockdown. Yes, new jobs, new houses, you know, new stages of life. Yes, that all happened. But you know what's funny? All that newness, you know, if you actually think about it, that happens a lot. Newness happens a lot, right? But the life that you live this year in amongst all of that, would you be able to describe it as a life of living above and beyond, or was it more just kind of the same, kind of so-so, kind of on repeat? And if it was, ask yourself the question, what stopped you? What held you back from living a life with purpose and meaning? Now, I believe there's three reasons why we struggle to accept God's newness in our life. Uh, The first one is this, we don't like change. And the opposite way to say it is, we like what we have. The first reason why we struggle to live above and beyond is because we, as as humans, we, we do not like change. We do not like risk. We're okay with who we are. We're okay with the life we live. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Problem is, we're broke. We're broken. Problem is, with the mindset that I don't want to change, I don't need to change, I don't, I don't like to change, is you probably haven't accepted the idea that you are broken. For us, it's like we don't, need to, we, we don't want to change without understanding, actually, you need to change. There isn't a single person in this room or a single person joining us on the stream that can confidently say that everything is in order in their life. Everything is good in their life. Scripture tells us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's your reality. That's my reality. Don't tell me that you like what you have, you like who you are, because who you are and what you have is the reason why you're in a mess. Scripture tells us that, that we're in a boat, and we're sinful by nature and sinful by action, and we're in this boat, and, and, and this boat is just heading downstream. And at the end, it's, it's just it's this waterfall, and, and, and then that's it. You, you, when you die with no change, spiritual death you'll experience spiritual death for the rest of eternity. We call that hell. There's so people are like, I don't, I, don't, I don't like to change. And you're like, man, if you were, if you were in a car that had no brakes, all right? if you were in a car that had no steering wheel, you're like, oh, I've had this car for ages. I feel really at home in this car with no brakes. I just stop by going up a hill. You know, like, it's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous to think like that, and yet when we think from a spiritual perspective, that's exactly what we're saying. That I accept my spiritual death that will have consequences for all of eternity. Don't accept that. Yeah, change is hard. Change is hard. But if it's worth it, if there's something that's worth it at the end, then it's actually not that hard. You know, I use this um, story all the time. If you won Lotto, and you've got you've got your Lotto ticket right, your Lotto ticket's worth a cent, two cents, right, and and you win, you know, hundred million dollars, and you go to the Lotto office. And they're like, congratulations, you've won $100 million. All you need to do is give us your lotto ticket. And you're, you're holding on to this ticket and you're going, well, I don't really like change. I've had this lotto ticket with me for a few weeks now. I feel quite a bond with this lotto ticket. People would think that you were absolutely crazy. The reason why we don't like change is because we don't believe that what is on offer to us is better than what we have. So that's the first reason why we struggle to accept God's newness. Second reason is this. We don't like what God has to offer. We don't like what God has to offer. And the opposite way to say that is we like what the world has to offer. Second reason why we struggle to live a life that is above and beyond is because what God says we kind of don't really like. Another way to say it, I said, it was we don't like what God offers, but we kind of like what the world offers. You know, the world offers us XYZ pleasure, fame, fortune, comfort. God offers us eternal glory. But also offers us trouble and struggles and suffering the world offers us an alternative live for yourself be the best that you can ever be just do it do what you want to do be what you want to be what's the next line yeah (laughs) But can I tell you, everything that this world has to offer is temporarily good at best. Everything that this world has to offer, it all ends up in the ground. It's superficial, it's shallow, it's empty, And even if you were to enjoy it for the rest of your life, the best that it ever gets to is that it will be six feet underground with you when you die. The world offers fame and fortune, glitz and glam, and yet when you really think about it, when you really settle into it, it's every man for themselves. And then you die. Doesn't matter how rich or famous you are, the world has not worked out a solution to deal with the broken relationship that man has with God. The world hasn't even worked out a solution, how to live forever. You know? I think that's something that we need to remind ourselves more often than none is, tomorrow is no guarantee. Tomorrow is no guarantee. You know, I I know at the end of the year you look back and you think about all the things, but you know what? There was nothing that was guaranteed this year for you to start off with. What the world says is, I can give you comfort, I can give you peace, and it's just empty on empty on empty. That's the world we live in. But what God promises, true peace and true hope, in God's newness, it's not just... Newness in this life, but it's newness forever. Something that the world cannot offer us. An alternate path to live with him in eternity. So that's the second reason why we struggle to live that life. Because we don't like what God has to offer and we actually would prefer what the world has to offer. Thirdly, and I think this is probably the biggest one, The reason why we struggle to to choose God and and the life and the newness that he has offered to you is we just don't trust God. We don't trust him. We don't trust God and his plans. We don't trust that God's promises that are given to each and every one of us through scripture, we just don't trust that that's going to happen. We don't trust in his goodness We don't trust that when God says, I'm good, and I'll look after you. We just struggle to believe that. It's a byproduct of the anxiety in the world we live in. Because to trust God, you need to have faith in something that you cannot see. And that goes beyond our five senses. It's actually crazy to think that we need to trust God. It's a supernatural idea. But for some of us, we can't get there. We're too stuck in the world that we exist in. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what Scripture tells us, we struggle to believe it. So instead of trusting God, we trust in who? Ourselves. Because we can see ourselves. If we work hard, if I work hard, if I do the right things, if I live a moral life, then maybe I'll be able to work work it out. And let me ask you, for those that might be on that path, how's that going for you? Has anyone worked out a plan of salvation from your own sin? How's it, gonna, how's it going trying to live above and beyond in your life when, when the reality is you cannot even control one day? I was thinking about this. Trusting in yourself has got to be the most frustrating exercise in the world. Trusting in yourself because you want to change, but you can't change and it's your fault. How frustrating is that? You've got no one else to blame. You're like, man, I need to change. And you look in the mirror, and you look at the man in the mirror, you need to change. And then the man in the mirror looks back and goes, but you can't change. And then you look back at yourself and you go, it's your fault. How frustrating is that? God is good. All the time, and all the time, God is good. And we don't just say this as a slogan, but we believe this, that God's newness in our lives is the way that we live above and beyond. And the more we fight for it, uh, the more we fight it, or the more we run away towards ourselves or towards the world, we miss out we miss out on what God has offered to you. What the universe, the creator of the universe, has planned for you. So this year, as we close, I want to encourage you. Live like eagles. Soar in the sky by accepting God's identity and newness in your life through his son, Jesus. Let me finish with three simple and practical ways that we can do this. (laughs) I just thought of something. It's going to completely break the sermon, but I feel like I need to say this. I was meant to start with this. I need to publicly apologize to my favorite restaurant, McDonald's. We called McDonald's yesterday. They do not put a surcharge on. So whoever told me that at church, you're in trouble because you made me bad mouth my favourite restaurant. But it's okay, because how are we going to live like eagles? Number one, we're going to let go of the past. So whoever told me that yesterday, you're forgiven. I will hold no grudge against you. Scripture tells us the old has gone, the new has come. Isaiah tells us, forget the former things. This is the beauty of a new year. This is the beauty of a new day. Whatever year that you've had in 2021, yes, learn. Yes, embrace the changes. But once we clock over 2022, move on. Move on. You know what the worst life is? One that's stuck in the past one that's shackled by things and decisions and regrets that you made in the past. You think God wants that for you? You think God's newness was given to you so that you can consider what what used to be? No way. Jesus did not die on the cross for you to feel guilty and shame for the rest of your existence. But Scripture tells us that He came to give us life and life to the full. And I promise you, you can't do that by living in the past. You know, one of, the, one of the privileges that I have as the pastor of this church is I get to talk to you. I get to hear stories about what's going on. And you know what? For a lot of you guys, and, and just me just speaking to you as your pastor, you need to move on. There's so much hurt, there's so much trauma and bitterness. And I'm not saying that, okay, it's just going to, you know, just move on and you know be be fine and and dandy. But you need to work out a path to move forward. Because some of you, you're stuck there. And sadly, if you can't get out of that, that's the best life that you're going to live. You're going to give, you're going to take what God has given you, a new life, a new start, and and, and you're just going to be sitting in the back seat. God is doing a new thing. It's not you're going to sit there and wait for God. God, what are you going to do new? God, what are you going to do new? God is already doing a new thing. That's who God is. It's just we fail to see that. We fail to recognize that. And most importantly, we fail to jump on that because we're stuck. But friends, move on, move forward. Secondly, give God space. The theme for our prayer and fasting week next year is, is, I haven't worked it out yet, but it's around this idea of giving God space. You know, so many times we pray and we speak to God without actually listening to him. We tell God what kind of year that we want. God, I want this, I want to achieve this, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And we actually forget to actually ask God, God, what is it that you're doing? God, what is it that you want for me? And I think we just don't do that. So prayer and fasting week this week, this, this next year, is going to be a lot of reflection, a lot of thinking, pondering, Journaling, reading, just to give God space, intentional space and time for for God to speak. If God is the God of new, we should ask him what he's doing. But too many times we trust ourselves. And we speak on behalf of God. We think God would say this. We let God say this. But really, you didn't actually let God say it. You said it, and you just hoped that that's what God would say. I know this sounds really ridiculous, but when's the last time God spoke to you? Scripture tells us that God speaks to his people. When's the last time God spoke to you? And I don't even care what format it is. Whether you're conservative, whether you're charismatic, I don't care. Because so many times people fall in those categories and they get more confused in those categories than the idea that, hey, what did God actually say? What did God actually say to you this year? So you need to give God space. You need to give him space to speak. But he can't do that if you're like, na-na-na-na-na-na to him all the time. Don't be the nag. Let God speak. Finally, to live this life as an eagle, you need to be bold and courageous. Courage is super important. It takes courage to have faith. It takes courage to live the life that God wanted us to live because it goes against the grain of society. When every other chicken in the world is telling you how to be a good chicken, it takes courage for you to be like, wait a minute, maybe I'm not like you. Maybe the way that I'm meant to live my life is not like this. And to stand up and walk the other way. That takes courage. Do you know to live as a Christian in this world is becoming harder and harder? Living as a Christian, it's, it's swimming upstream. Can I tell you, if you're like, oh no, what are you talking about, Pastor Steve? Living as a Christian is fantastic. It's so easy. Everyone loves me. I'm like, hmm. I'm not sure in so many levels. You know, yeah, like, we, we, don't, we don't live in a country where Christianity is, is you know, no, no one's getting dragged out of church. No one's getting killed for their faith. And that happens in the world. Like, let's not be ignorant. That's reality in the world. But there is still persecution. There is still suffering. If I was to ask you, when was the last time you faced persecution or suffering because of your faith? 2021, when was the last time you faced persecution and suffering in your faith? I would say the majority of us would be like, oh, you know, like going on the live stream was really hard. You know, not being able to see people, wearing masks, and not being able to sing, that was suffering. Yes, yes, it was. I'm not going to, you know, disvalue that. But it's not really. And it's probably because. You're not living it on your, on your sleeve. Closet Christianity. Sunday Christianity. Whatever you want to call it. But it takes courage to live for God. You look at the, you look at the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, you look at the, the characters in the Bible, man, that live for God. It takes courage. And you know what? We celebrate the guys that made it, and, 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 and but so many people didn't make it. And we forget that part. We think that every Christian hero had to be a hero at the end. But the reality is majority of the Christian heroes died because of their faith. That's the reality. You need courage. You need courage to live for God and live against what the world says. So, I pray that you would be ready to exercise boldness in your life. Let me finish with a quote. It's me. It's my quote. Okay? But I want to say that because it's not something I'm making up. But I literally, I copied and pasted it from my first sermon. And it said this. Friends, as we begin this year, don't be a chicken. Don't let the other chickens tell you who you are, what you can and can't do. But know that God has created you for a greater purpose to live a life above and beyond and to know that this same God went above and beyond for you by sending his one and only son, Jesus, who came to give you life and life to the fullest. And can I tell you, that has not changed. And so as we close this year in the way we started this year, I encourage you. I encourage you to live a life... Live the life that God offers. Whatever 2022 rolls out, let's live for God. Let's be God people, no matter what happens. And God will honor you. God will take care of you. Amen? All right, let's pray.